and welcome to the Weekly Scroll Podcast. My name is Ryan. And I'm Zachariah Trench. All right. And uh, tonight we are going to be going over the company from Logan Dean. I do not have it uh, physically in hand um, because I think the last print run was like two years ago. But hey, uh, do another print run because I really want it. Um, Very rare you don't have it in hand for the show, you know? I like it really is like I genuinely almost have everything and if I don't have it I'll spend way too much money to get it um <laughs> be scouring so, eBay <laughs> yeah 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 definitely spent too much money on eBay on a couple of games uh I found the Spire of Quetzal which I was supposed to get from Free League um but they fucked up and gave them all away before they fulfilled their Kickstarter so I spent too much money to get one of those so that's fun we're already off topic. <laughs> Woo! Hey, listen, this is how it goes. We got a couple minutes of bullshit here in the beginning. Um, for those that are unaware, also, we have started side quests. Um, definitely want to go check out our first episode with the guild, and uh, we got a couple coming up soon. Uh, we're just trying to reschedule our Mouse Ritter game of side quests, and then we have a couple fun ones coming up in October. Excited for that. And I Me don't, too. I I'm also excited to, uh, in a month or two, live in a state where the power doesn't randomly shut off. For five hours. So, yeah, really that'd cool. be dope. And you'll be Lindy. in the same time zone as me, so we can actually, like, I don't know, have the same energy level-ish for the whole episode yeah, instead of, like, right to go to It'll bed. be a fun change. I mean, it's hard because, like, you know, for you, we started the show at, like, 6 p.m., and, like, I would say it's, like, 8 Super early for me. So, yeah. like, you know... By the time we're done, I'm like, damn, it's damn, it's late, brother. I'm sleepy. I'm old. You can come out here. We'll just start it at 7 p.m. and just split the difference. <laughs> but eh, I'll probably keep going <laughs> at six. Um, so I don't think we're not uh, we're not really spotlighting anything. I got some Kickstarter stuff, but we're gonna wait till we both get that. So I think we're yeah. good, kind of to just hop right in, right? Um, yeah. You know why not? Let's do it. You know what? Let's do it. Let's so, review this game. Let's do it. So the game, real quick, um, it comes in. This is a game of corporate horror, right? So you play as uh, as um, corporate response teams of like a rich corporation to like horrible shit. But it comes in three. I'm gonna call it two books and then like an extra bit. So we'll go over right. both books and then a little bit of the extra bit too, because honestly, this is really short all around. Um, but, uh, let's, uh, let's actually kick over and look at it. So, uh, this is Wuhan Baxter internal use only employee handbook. I love the use of, uh, this in world kind of employee handbook. Welcome to the company yeah. bit in the beginning. It's really great. Yeah. It's, I do like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always like the, there's, there's other things that do a very similar thing, but it's like, yeah, the employee handbook, like. You're flipping through. It's like, hey, in case of emergency, um, yep. yeah, really leans into uh, that corporate uh, satire aspect. Absolutely. I know on one of them, I can't remember which one. There is a like a red zine with like the white bar. That's kind of what I mimicked the our socials after. If you saw any mm. of that stuff, um, but I would love to see this as like every employee handbook I've got. I don't know about you, but it's got like a white like ring binding on it and you're like <laughs> flip it like that would be so great glossy um, pages right oh yeah, yeah it's like yeah 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 i've gotten exactly those before yeah um, that would be that would be dope to see that uh come up as this but as we said this is pretty short i think the employee handbook is only like 24 pages um and that's including everything here so there's no yeah, like it just 
it feels I don't know. 24 sounds like more than it actually is. But yeah, I think you're right. So, yeah. But I mean, there's some pages that are like a ton of art and, and things like that. Totally. So um, it, it's a I good will say, looking. It's very easy to read, you know, incredibly yeah. readable. Super readable, super readable. Um, and I, I think like we had a different uh, first impression of this because um, a lot of times what we do is we'll both read it. And the first time we actually get to talk about it is like the five minutes before the show starts. We go, what do you think? And the other person will be like, oh, I think this. And they'll be like, oh, I think that. I think I had a little bit different perspective. Like I, I fell in love with this game right away. And I think you were just like. Fine. I don't think it's bad at all. I, it, it's a game. It's definitely like, you know. A game for sure. Yeah. Um, but I'm going to, I guess I'll go through and talk about why I really loved it right off the bat. Um, but as Hunter said, like, it's really clean. It's really light. I will say it's super light. I do um, like that. God, I love yeah. me a zine game. Like, mm. and this, like, I will say that this is, this is definitely like a complete game. You know, just a couple zines, very easy to go through. Like every time we go through something that's big, I'm just like, but this exists, you know, and this yeah. is great. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's exactly what it is. Like, I know there are games out there that could do a similar thing with five times as many pages, and I don't know why they do. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't need all of that. I will say, and as we go through this, there are a couple of things that there were definitely points where I wouldn't mind two to three more pages. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, but uh, everything that's missing, it's not like something's missing. It's more of like... I'm gonna let the GM decide what they want to do with that, and I'm I don't mind that as like a ton, but I do sometimes like would rather hear what the creator's perspective on it was. Um, but front page here, uh, as we said, it looks like an employee handbook. There is a WB logo for Wuhan Baxter, which is the name of the the company, the Megacore. Um, it's a pretty dope logo. It's got like a triple like in color. It's got a very like kind of like 80s orangey reddish kind of vibe. It's like a WBs. There's like three stacked on each other. Um, and then you immediately go into an overview page. Um, and this is, I love these right at the beginning. Um, this is just a breakdown of pretty much the, the rules of the game. Um, you have a skill roll D10 chart. So um, it gives you, this is a mixed success game using dice pools. So you will roll D10s and you'll build up a number of D10s. Um, and then you'll get mixed success based on one is a critical fail, two to seven is a failure, eight to nine is a success, and 10 is a critical success. And one of the things you build up throughout the entire game is stress, a lot of stress. And that's one of the things that I fell in love with right away. I love games that use stress yeah. mechanics and, and consequences. And uh, so going through that real quick, you have um, at a one, you get you add plus two stress and you would automatically roll the burnout, which we'll get to. Um, two to seven is a failure. You add one stress. Eight to nine is a success. You get a success. And then a critical 10, um, you get one success and you can actually remove one stress. And when I first looked at that in my brain, I went, I'm not good at math, but that feels wrong. So I brought up a dice thing. Um, you know, I know D6 is more than D10s. Uh, right. Eight plus, if you get at least two D10s, an eight, nine, or 10, you have a 51% chance of rolling an eight, nine, or 10 on at least one die which feels like i mean it's only 30 percent of the numbers right but it's a 50 percent chance which is interesting um i i like the d10s versus the d6s and gives you a little bit more spread i think which is interesting yeah i need to lay it out i was doing the math on the individual dice just to see what was on it. i mean obviously d10s every it's 10 percent every number yeah. and then uh d6 is what 16 ish percent 
or yeah so i i found a dice calculator actually i was looking for one and i found a different one that literally gives you the things like a whole stack where it says like you know greater than or equal to to like x greater than or equal to at least one x like it was a really for for the dice that we use it was great remember to send you that mm. um so yeah. basics of the skill rolls and there's difficulty checks so there are uh trivial which is zero um so you don't roll at all easy which is you need at least one success difficulty is two success extremely difficult is three success and impossible is four success um so that's you know it's a dice pool system so you need at least those number of successes there's a burnout roll table um it's just a 1d10 table you roll less than your current stress and you add roll to stress and you compare with the burnout effects um so we'll we'll probably roll back to this in a little bit one of the things i love right away is this combat flow chart this is really nice very nice flow listen flow charts everywhere we need more of them you know <laughs> this is what i wish was full in um blades in the dark yeah i and when i saw this i was like that's what blades in the dark needed um yeah. pretty immediately so pretty immediately so um real quick uh no we'll, we'll go over comment later but you'll see um this comment flow chart literally right on like the first page of the freaking zine and i and i love it's right there and a little thing this is take stress win so right off the bat pretty much all of the tables that you're going to need and the combo flow chart you need fit in one page right off the bat and one of the things i love about this we've talked about this before i love rules at least a breakdown of the basic rules prior to character creation yeah so I also I understand like a game that creation. has a like a quick reference at the top or bottom of the book, you know, like mm. just so I yeah. can open it and be like, okay, well, hold on, real quick, what? Um, and like this, pretty much any question I would have about playing this game, I could I could answer right on this page. Um, yeah. And every, I think I feel like every game should do that, um, even if there's a bigger, more like complicated system. Like I definitely think there's a way to put a two pages at the back of any book and just be like, here's the most basic like how this game works like mechanically and you're like okay cool um yeah yeah absolutely i mean there's just i just don't find any reason not to like a perfect example is Merkborg. like yeah it really is the they do pages this. are just yeah yep <laughs> it really is kind of simple and like i yeah i couldn't think of any reason why you wouldn't do that I mean, especially because like a lot of people put up books where a big thing it's like oh we want this to be very usable at the table we want this to be very gm runner friendly or whatever you know and it's like well then put a quick reference like at the back yeah. or at the top of the book you know <laughs> yeah. yeah you know and it's nice when it's on the end pages too because like i was saying like one thing the pop merkborgs are on the end pages yes because it makes the book like the easiest unless you have like a, a weird binding or something the page the book will open easiest and stay open easiest with just the cover so the fact that yeah. it's on the end pages makes it super helpful but anyway so there's the overview um and then we get to a welcome page which is more in world employee handbook fun really love this again like um it's interesting too that they use it i feel like they use it in a really good way here like if the book was longer they could maybe convert this into like the whole thing written like an employee handbook but i like yeah. how it's just a couple pieces in the front and then it just gives you the rules so it says welcome i'll have the more director you know <laughs> yeah welcome. no we'll just yeah we'll just read this here welcome welcome to the wuhan baxter corporation exclamation point you are joining a proud tradition of innovation invention and manufacturing that dates back over 300 years in the pages of this handbook you will find the tools needed to become an integral part of our corporate family as a member of the Asset Recovery and Art Containment Division, known as ARC. On behalf of myself, the board of directors, and everyone at WB, welcome aboard. We look forward to the stunning accomplishments in your future. 
Jonas Baxter, chairman. I love the fake signature. You know, it reminds me of uh, when oh. I was like 18 or 19, I got a job at Sam's Club, which is Walmart company. And it's the same thing. It's like, get the book. And you're like, welcome to the Walmart family. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Like, Sam Walton or whatever with the fake, with the, the plugged signature. <laughs> you're like, all right, cool. <laughs> you don't get it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it's got that WB tag on it. Yeah, it's it's perfect. Uh, this is exactly what I said. Like, this is... I worked at too many places that have this exact fucking thing in the front, and it's great. Um, so, uh, at the bottom here, um, there is the company. It gives uh, a breakdown of who the writer and designer are, which is Logan Dean. Uh, Logan Dean's done some really great stuff. He's most recently worked with... Uh, the shirt I'm rocking, World Champ Game Co. Yeah. on 1978, uh, the horror game. Uh, pre-orders are still open, um, so you can go snag that. Uh, we definitely you talked about that on the show. It. it looks like a fun time. I mean, I backed it, so I'm going to get it. But Yeah, um, obviously, yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we, we had a whole episode where uh, where Adam came on and talked about it, and uh, Logan worked with Adam on that project, and it looks fantastic. So you definitely want to go check that out. Um, Alexander Mitchell is the illustrator. I love when um, creators do this, too. All the typefaces used in the book are listed here, which is great. Yeah. It makes it, especially for socials, because I do try to make our socials like kind of look like the game that we're doing. It's really super helpful. Um, also, and if you then want to hack actually... or make your own little module that like fits into the style, you're like, cool, I know what the style is, you know? Yeah, it's fantastic. That lemon, that lemon milk by Marsnev, the actual like, company like uh, writing for like the cover such a nice clean uh font it's really great um and it's free i was able to just download it um so uh there is an index here it's not hyperlinked but the thing is like 20 pages so it doesn't bother me um, uh, yeah i, I think do... we're, i think i might let it slide on this one <laughs> yeah and there's no bookmarks either but again like this is a zine zine like so this is a zine you know. zine you know also yeah. there's a quick reference to the rules on the first page of the zine so it's like you know <laughs> exactly and considering that, like, pages 7 to 16 are all just, like, your character sheets and character creation. Yeah, it's mostly really, character, like... Yeah, it really is. It's incredibly usable out the gate, I mean, by the nature of it being a zine with the rules on the first page. Uh. Yeah. And, that, and that's the thing, too, is, like, this, this could easily be given 50 pieces of color art. Like, you could easily see this done up almost like, uh, like Blade Runner from, like, Free League and make it, like, a 100-page zine with the same number of rules. doesn't need it, though. Um, Did but you basically get Blade Runner by, by Free League? Oh, okay. yes. I, did. I didn't, so... Oh, I did. Yeah. I, I am starting to peel away from, from some of the stuff Free League's putting out because I'm tired of the fucking IPs, but... Uh, but, um... I, I did get a lot of their stuff for a long time, and it is good. Um, so, anyway. So, uh, introduction. Play of the game. Uh, employees, careers, equipment, and personnel form. That's it. That's the whole scene. Uh, it's like 24 pages. And We're I done. think the last okay, page is like... Okay, that's been a weekly scroll, yeah. and... <laughs> Boom. There we go. So uh, so we got we start with the introduction. The company is a survival horror game centered around corporate emergency response teams and the aftermath of the situations they are assigned to deal with. Players take on the roles of employees assigned to response teams that quickly find themselves in over their heads with one player facilitating play as the game manager. That's it. I, I and I love that vibe right off the bat. I feel like it's almost like a mix of like fist and mothership in my mind. You know what I mean? Mm. So, mother um, fist. at least the vibes. Yeah, mother fist. Fist <laughs> mother. Yeah. Um, Mine was better. <laughs> yeah, mother fist is good. So, um, <laughs> but this game, this game did come out in like, I think maybe like 2017 or 2018. You know what's crazy? The number of games that have come out since 2018. Like, like when I was reading through the Black Hack, 
came out in 2018. Yeah. The amount of stuff that's come out in the last five years that completely changed the TTRPG space that I thought was way older is crazy. I mean, um, I, a lot of the stuff that I mean that I am super into is like, and there's a ton of shit now. It's like 2020 on because everyone yeah. was stuck in their homes uh, through this thing that happened uh, for a yeah. couple of years. And it's still happening. Still happening. Um, yeah. Um, and yeah, and so it forced everyone to put to like, well, I'm gonna make a bunch of games for my buddies to play. <laughs> you know, I mean, if you're playing if there, with my buddies, if there is any silver lining whatsoever, it is the it is the stuff that people were were able to produce uh, when they were not allowed to do anything else. Um, so uh, so rolling dice. Um, basically, it's just any trivial task involved. You roll 10-sided dice, um, and the number of D10s rolled is determined by your employee score in the skill. Um, and the skills can be combined with uh, various different things. Um, using logical argument, you might be able to use multiple skills, um, items, and or perks. And then you have burnout and stress, uh, burnout effects that can subtract some dice as well. But for the most part, you are building a dice pool based on your items and skills. And then you roll your dice pool and take the highest one number of dice. So it's really the same system as as, I as, say it's core as yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, it's it's just D10s of the same thing, which is cool. Um, so the, there's the D10 roll, which we talked about in the beginning, which is the crit at 10, 8 to 9 success, 2 to 7 failure. Um, and the one crit fail with the various successes and uh, burnouts and stresses associated with that. There's the difficulty roll right there, which you already went over as well. Um, and then there is the play of the game. So um, I will say there are a, a couple of things that I actually wrote notes on, like the very few uh, critiques I had as far as like the way this was written. And one of them is pretty early here. Um, I was at work and uh, it was actually not uh -huh. super busy. So I actually sat down and wrote some notes. Okay, so um, this is the question I had. So resolving skill rolls. After constructing a dice pool, employees roll against an action's difficulty. So it's a stated difficulty right off the bat from the GM. So you need at least two successes. You need three successes, right. et cetera. Um, executing their highest roll, one, um, by determining if they were successful and taking any stress incurred. Successes that are rolled but do not succeed, more difficult tasks may be banked and the roll may be pushed. Okay. That is a question I have. Okay. okay. So I'm actually going to jump ahead a couple real quick. In the, so the next thing is spinning against yourself. We'll go over that in a second. Then there's unskilled rolls, which we'll go over in a second. And then it goes down to pushing a roll. Okay. Um, I'm always of the mind that if you discuss another rule in the game, you might as well put that rule right after if it makes no difference. So yeah. I wouldn't mind pushing but it. I'm also, a little. yeah, I mean, because I'm, I'm immediately going to go down to go, okay, pushing a roll. So, okay, right. So this says, now listen, now, now, hear me out. Any failed roll may be reattempted or pushed at greater risk. If a roll is pushed, the resulting roll doubles any stress incurred and may lead to unforeseen consequences that the GM decides upon. Dice added to a roll by taking stress, losing health, or spending drive, which we'll get to in a second, are not added to a pushed roll pool. Combat rolls, fight, dodge, or body, cannot be pushed. First of all, I love this. I honestly, this is the reason, the the core of the fact that every roll you roll can develop stress, not just if you decide to push, you get stress. Right. Really, because that could have been an option, where you push, you get stress. This is stress. Every roll, you could potentially get stress. Um, and I, but I love pushing the roll and even being able to spin against yourself, which we'll get to in a second. But the thing is, in the pushing a roll section, it doesn't talk about banking 
or what banking is. I assume it means that mm. your successes can be held, but it's weird because that the the this I feel like the rules for that is kind of across two different little sections here. It is. I wouldn't mind it. I see it like it's like the last sentence of resolving and yeah. then it's referred to and pushing. I wouldn't mind being like banked. Like Yeah. If you roll three successes on a four success needed, um, then you can flub it hold and three. bank. Yeah, hold those three. Right. Yeah. yeah. And I can only imagine, because we're grown adults that have used words before, that that's what banked means, but a, a tiny bit of clarification and maybe just dropping that into the pushing a roll section or having right. it in there again. Just another line. This is what I'm saying. Like, th I feel like this book would benefit from like even just like one. I was I said two to three, but the amount of rules I can fit on one page in here, even just one more page worth of just clarifications, I kind of space everything out a little bit. That's one of the ones where I'm like, this is what I would do, and this is what makes sense to me, but I wouldn't mind it being slightly more clear. Um, oh, I've been, I thinking, so I've been trying to stay here this whole time thinking of like what this dice this dice mechanic also reminds me of, and it's between it's like a mix of. Forge the Dark in um, uh, Primal Quest. Because, like, it's a number of hits, you know? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Primal Quest, for, I, you know what, even more so, I think this is just straight up reminds me so much of Primal Quest. And Primal Quest yeah. came out much later than the company. But, yeah. And it uses, uh, well, that one is a little bit different because there's an extra mechanic at the end, which is, like, you subtract positives and negatives. Right. But you're right, that does remind me a lot of that. And, honestly, in a dice pool system, this... I really do enjoy this. And for all those people that said that I sounded like I hated Blades in the Dark, I think Blades in the Dark is great. I just, <laughs> okay, I wait, really want to play it. <laughs> it's not that I hated it, but they're like, man, Ryan seemed to have a lot of negative things to say. Here's the thing. We don't do games on this show that we don't like, you know, for the most part. Um, I thought Blades in the Dark was great. Um, I think that core dice mechanics are the best part of it. And it's just some of the extra stuff that I wasn't as big a fan of. But that core dice mechanic is, is reminiscent in here, which is the... Um, the build a dice pool um, aspect of it. So, and then there's yeah, a mix success. I gotta go look at our YouTube now and read and read comments. So, yeah. So the next thing after resolving rolls is spinning against yourself. I really enjoy this. So employees can add dice rolls through voluntary sacrifice in order to survive. So you can actually reduce one of your. Uh, you can reduce drive, which is a, a, um, a thing we'll get to in character creation, where uh, it's a, it's a pool that you have. Um, by one and you can do that to any role you can reduce your health by one for any physical or non-combat roles or you can add one stress to yourself for any intellectual or technical roles again this is why i love this game the fact that yeah. every role you have can can accrue stress the fact that you can push yourself to accrue even more stress and on almost any role outside of combat, you can actually reduce your resources or increase your stress as much as you want in order to survive. The amount of choice huh. plugged yeah, into choice that mechanics. and how well, fucked you can be a lot of the time. Moving around of uh, various assets that you have available to you. Yeah. And like, okay, how much worse do I want to make this for myself to make yeah. it out of here? And a lot, you know? It also feels very um innately within the rules, and I really enjoy that. It makes your character feel extraordinarily expendable. Like, they're just another corporate cog, because I feel like you'll chew through characters, which the corporation does not give a fuck about. Yeah, there's no um, And more, I just like that know? that's... Yeah. So, uh, there's unskilled roles. If an employee does not have points in the requisite skill to attempt a roll, um, and does not want to add die, uh, they may roll 1d10 and resolve the next tier down on the roll table. So, basically, you can just roll 1d10, but if you roll, like, a set, uh, an 8, you actually... It sounds like you actually then just get the tier for a 7. 
So it's not just that you're only rolling 1d10, it's you're rolling 1d10 and dropping by one. So it's bad to not try to push yourself, which is another thing I love about it. it it's the game almost forces you to continue to like hurt yourself and put yourself at greater risk constantly. Very cool. Um, we talked about pushing roll a little bit. We talked about collaboration is one of the things that also I wanted a little bit of um, clarification on. So this is an interesting one. So tell me how you feel about this. Most roles are done by individual employees. However, collaborating on roles may prove to be more useful. If an employee adds their skills to a role another employee is making um, to a role, I think it's a typo, um, they may roll their dice as if they were in the employee's pool. This may result in the assisting employee taking stress. This is useful for difficult tasks. So basically, we could both say, fuck it, we're both doing a X skill roll right. and roll as many dice as we have. Our pool would be enormous. It could be. Because right. my whole pool plus your whole pool as if right. you were adding yours to mine. And then we both get the, the – so if we somehow still don't succeed, we both would get stress, which is a mechanic we've seen elsewhere. But I feel like why wouldn't everyone just always collaborate on every role, which I yeah. guess they could – yeah, I guess you could. It, I mean, it's also, I don't know, it's worded interesting. The may roll their dice as if they were in the employee's pool. I mean, I guess that makes sense. But yeah, I mean, what's the limiting factor on this? Just that you might take stress? You yeah, use I mean, all of your dice for that for that specific pool's roll every time? Like, I guess you could. Here's the thing is like you are still, there are still going to be plenty of times where you don't succeed and plenty of times where you don't have a skill that someone else does because the right. skills are. So, I mean, I guess this is one of those ones where like, it does not bother me at all. I think it's interesting. I also think like the collaboration within like the corporation, almost like the synergy, you can almost call this instead of collaboration um, would be fine because eventually you're going to get to a point where you can't because you have too much stress or too few skills or something like that. So I don't think it's, I don't think it's a problem that I think it could be in my head because of how limiting and brutal yeah. this is. Okay. So okay. interesting. I see your but question it, though. It's something that I would have like a question in play where I'd just be like, let's collaborate on everything and see what happens. Um. Okay. So play the game. You get, which is also, I don't know why play of game tweaked my head a little bit. I'm like, why don't you just call it gameplay? But, it's um, the play of game. Yeah. Play of game. So items, equipment and weapons may be used to improve roles. Employees may carry as many items as they wish without penalty at the GM's discretion. Most firearms expend one round per turn. So that, 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 um, like two lines right there. Uh, made two more questions in my mind as we went through this, right? So equipment and weapons may be used to improve roles. So there's a, an equipment block later that tells you how to do that, right? right? It says employees may carry as many items as they wish without penalty at the GM's discretion. So that's pretty broad. There's no inventory system. I wouldn't mind one, though, because listed later in the equipment section is the weight of everything. Hmm. So, and I, I did read through the comments on itch and they basically, and I, I believe Logan said, leaving that part out to the GM. That's one of those ones where I'm like, I would be totally fine if you didn't. And you just give me like at least a rough something, you know what I mean? Well, I think legally to run, to work in this position, you need to be, be able to lift at least 50 pounds. Uh, right. So. Yeah. And be flexible um, and uh, okay with fast paced <laughs> environments, <laughs> adaptability. Um, but yeah, so that's that's one of the ones I had where where he I think he specifically said like I left that up to the GMs. I wouldn't mind if he didn't and just give me an inventory system. Right. Just give me slots to build a body or something. You know what I mean? Like just like anything. You know. Um, 
Uh, da, 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 da. Combat's broken into turns and rounds, which is fine. Um, a turn is individual. Yeah, we know what turns and rounds are. So mm -hmm. this is a game mm -hmm. where I've never run a game like this, but so many designers design it like this. Have you ever actually run a game where you re-roll initiative at the top of every round? No, I never do. I like, I offer it, I'm gonna be honest, I offer it to every table where we're playing a game that offers it, and I've never had a table say, I was like, hey, listen, we can do this. We can roll initiative once and just play out, or we can roll initiative every round and just redo it. And almost every table, I think every table I've been at has been like, no, once. You don't want to know. Well, I don't want to do it every round. Yeah. I'm already I mean, tracking numbers. The interesting thing I think about it and why I think a lot of people like it is because it will change the flow of combat every time because yeah. different people go first and last. Maybe I, mean, I, should the best initiative... I think I give it a choice of my group, but those guys are smoking and drinking the whole time. So they're like, no, no more details, man. Yeah. Um... yeah. I think the best initiative <laughs> I ever played with, the most fun, was actually Death in Space, where everybody just chose who went next oh i forgot that was a how so fucking that's a great, smart that's a fucking great idea dude i it's a, that was one of the things where i read it and i was like huh hmm i don't know about that and then we played it and i was like that's the most genius fucking thing ever i love it it made it combat so interesting so the way it works in this um at the top of a combat round all employees in the gm and the gm make an aware roll which is just the number of d10s equal to your aware score so you get the thing too is like just like other things so like um whatever i you can you can raise your awareness and actually get more um so you could go higher in combat each time and stuff but it's a number of d10 equal to your aware score and the employee with the highest role on a d10 acts first followed by the others in descending order including the gm ties and aware rolls the employees just decide um and if the employee ties with the gm the gm acts first which i love again fucking yeah. players um on their turn employee may do two of three things so going back up to the top we'll, we'll scroll up after we finish combat just to peek at it again you get two of three options you can perform an action you can move or you can attack no oxford column here um only one of each may be performed per turn complex actions may take multiple rounds which means you get to do two of those but you can't do one twice you have to do two of the three so move and take an action move and attack attack and take an action i like that i think that's really interesting because there's a lot of times where you would like to retrieve an item and attack and if you could just sack a move instead yeah like totally. that's interesting I absolutely you know yeah. yeah so it's it's interesting um to do two out of three but not two of of one um the only thing that i would i would uh possibly allow if but it doesn't really work in this game but maybe in a different game is is move twice if you want the concept of like sprinting away or something you know mm. what i mean um but that would be the only thing i would allow twice um but even even taking two attacks would be interesting use of you know choice and stuff but i really yeah. like how this is how this is super light you just get take pick two do that and then just move on i like that a lot actually it's funny uh in uh this game called adepts that no one's ever played except me because i wrote it um my table played it actually uh, this is how combat turns work. Uh, you have three options, and you can take uh, two of the three, but you can't take any one twice. Um, there you go. And when it works. You, uh, actually, I think it works really well. So, well, how about when you get to the West Coast, we actually start working on that again, and you get that shit done. We should. So uh, the next is uh, when attacking, the attacker makes a fight roll, adding any skills or items. Each success counts as a hit. Critical successes count as two hits. 
attacks do not incur or relieve stress so combat rolls are pretty much the only thing taken out of the whole concept of stress and burnout like all of those kind of things you it can't get rid of stress you don't gain stress you can't push rolls you can't do any of that stuff with it it's its own rolls the same as everything else there's just none of the extra stuff added to it i like that and i like yeah. when when games have this idea of like you don't have to worry about like how much damage a thing does or whatever any successes you have is is a hit that's one i like that a lot um and uh, if a weapon's more powerful, you can just give them more dice to roll, which gives them more options for successes, which is interesting. Um, the defender may roll either dodge or body to avoid the attack. Uh, dodge body. to avoid, body to a stand. What? Nothing. Oh, you said body. They said, um, and then I was like, wait, what is it? So yeah, dodge or body. Uh, each success that the defender rolls cancels an attacker's hit. Um, defense hmm. rolls do not incur relieve stress so that's interesting so you have to you're literally doing your number of successes versus their number of successes. versus theirs yeah uh i like i like that yeah i would be curious maybe adding something of like if you actually roll more than them if you're able to do damage back that way you could do damage both like both ways each time kind of like dirt you just dodge so well they hit themselves in the face <laughs> yeah yeah there you go um yeah i guess you're right it wouldn't make sense <laughs> Um, so when employee takes hits equal to their current health, they fall unconscious. Employees may die while unconscious if they incur more damage or are not stabilized by the end of the round. You're I mean, that's why the company here. has insurance, you know, like yeah. employees die. Here's the thing. If they make money off of every employee that dies is the whole reason for the ARC team to just go mill through employees and make a ton of money. Yeah, you know, it could be. Um, surprise. It's an insurance scheme, you know. There you go. Um, listen, use life insurance while you're alive. That's what Instagram keeps telling me. Um, the GM may ask for an aware roll outside of combat on a success. An employee may make a dodge roll to avoid being surprised. Like that. Um, healing. After a successful first aid or medicine roll to an employee or a survivor um, NPC, the target gains one HP per success rolled. And then you go, well, what is a first aid or medicine roll or how many times? When can you do that? It says resting right after. Employees may spend one drive each to rest. During the rest period, any mission clocks are advanced. We get to clocks later. Game uses clocks. Love clocks. We love um, clocks. We love them. Employees may remove two stress and use any first aid item available. At the end of the rest, the GM rolls 1d10 on a 10. Something unfortunate happened. So even resting... You got a 10% chance of getting fucked after. But you have to spend a drive to rest. You can remove two stress. You can do first aids, but you spend a drive to rest. So we haven't even got to what drives are yet. And I do have a question about drive later. Um, but then we get to stress and burnout. Throughout the game, employees will take stress. Stress is gained in some of the following ways. So you fail a roll. Highly unusual or otherworldly event occurs. I love that. Naturally. Weird shit yeah. comes out. Boom. You just take stress. Um, another player fails a career roll, which I do have a question on at one point, and then adding dice to a pool, which is when you push, when you, when you're, um, um, what was, I don't remember what the thing was called, uh, stressing, not stressing yourself. It was called, um, spinning against yourself. It's when you spin against mm, yourself. Right. So, um, at any time the gym can also call for a burnout roll. So the employee rolls a D10 against their current stress level. If the result is less than their current stress level, they burn out. Cool. Add the burnout. Roll, roll over your stress. You have to roll over to succeed. Right? Am I wrong here? You're right. No, 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 it just yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. 
roll under guy that confused me for a second. I was like, wait, you roll under and you fail? That doesn't make sense. I'm like, wait, yeah, right. it does. In almost every no. other instance of gaming. <laughs> I read this like three times and I was like, wait a minute. Does that mean? Yeah, it does. Um, so add the burnout roll result to the stress level and compare it to the table below. So that's what's crazy, right? So you add your burnout level to your the stress level and then compare it, right? So um the you get on uh and i love this here's a it's a it's a decent length chart but i do really love this the only thing also the thing that would sp spread this out is that they added narrative to every one of these tables versus just straight mechanics right which i'm fine without but i'm just saying like this game could be three times longer by adding all that extra fluff and stuff there's there's very little fluff in this so on a three to four um you get plus one to all rolls for 1d 10 hours which is like mathematically fantastic um, I also love that burnout is all mechanic and doesn't bring in like trauma. Like you don't suddenly have OCD or something. You know what I mean? I really yeah. like that. Um, five to you six plus one to all BPD and the, uh, it's like, yeah. okay, well, fuck you. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think most games are moving away from like the shitty versions. Of that, oh, we're definitely, great, but, we've definitely yeah. moved past it a lot. So, but I do like, uh, I do like the mechanics of this. And then I would just say, tell me how, tell me why, what, what, like, what do you got going on? Like, um, definitely can bring a little bit more narrative in that. So three to four plus one to all rolls for 1d10 hours, five to six plus one to all rolls for 1d10 minutes, seven to eight minus one to all roll for 1d10 <laughs> minutes, nine to Such 10 minus one, yeah, minus one to all rolls for 1d10 hours, um, 11 to 12 plus one stress when a teammate fails a roll for 1d10 hours, 13 to 14 gain two stress, nearby teammates gain one. 15 to 16 plus 1d 10 stress 17 to 18 attack the nearest teammate 19 to 20 plus minus one health when you gain stress for 1d 10 hours so every stress you get you also lose health you're fucking toast you're yeah toast. you're burnt i love, I love the uh the when your teammates fail you gain stress i thought that was fucking because you're every time someone rolls you're like don't fuck up don't fuck up don't fuck up yep, yep. <laughs> i love that and that's kind of how career roles work too, but uh, that's a question I have about career roles. But yeah, I think this is such a good burnout effects table where just, yeah. again, you, much like any corporation, you will be at a constant amount of stress all the time. Yeah. It sounds and just it. like a job. Yeah. <laughs> so the employee section here, and then we get to, to the careers, which is the other thing I have a question on. My this Also, this has two things that we constantly talk about loving, and that is flow charts and a numbered list for character creation. You know, my God, look at you. Um, yep. make, make it yep. like I need guidance because I do, you know? Yeah. Well, even even just this like colored box off to the side, how many times have we yeah. said with layout, you don't gotta get crazy, but if something is important, make it stand out a little bit, just throw it in a box. Who doesn't love a box? Um, we all love a good so box. Employees, employee mm -hmm. creation, you are now going to build your Wuhan Baxter employee profile. So why don't you build a Wuhan Baxter employee profile? But oh, I would love to. Let me pull up a... Cool. So while he's going through that, I'm going to go through the skills and career skills list real quick. So that we're reading this, you guys can understand it. So there's 10 skills, which I love because everything's D10s. Why not have 10 of everything, which is great. Um, and there's five career skills here. So you get uh, in your primary skills, you get body, which is strength and resistance, dodge, which is the art of avoidance, fight, which is combat uh, and knowledge of combat, first aid, which is field medicine, guile, which is deception, persuasion or intimidation, Hack, which is computer mechanical manipulation. Repair, which is fixing things and making new ones. 
research, which is observation, critical thinking, compiling, search, which is looking for clues, patterns, connections, sneak, which is moving quietly or attempting to hide. And then you have your career skills. There's five of these. There's combat. It says training helps in avoiding fights as much as ending them. There's engineering, which is buildings and machines are organisms. Um, medicine, knowing how a body works is the first step in fixing one. Science, the universe operates as a set of rules and tech. Computers and machines were made by people it can break just as easy. My question as we go through this, and we'll talk about it kind of, I guess, at the end is, when would you use a primary skill and when would you use a career skill? And the biggest example I, I saw is, when would you do a combat role versus a fight role? Mm, okay. Oh, you know okay. I mean? Yeah. I don't understand huh. really the purpose of the career skills when they're almost all kind of like reiterated in the individual skills. So tech, for example, you have like hack, repair, you know what I mean? Like they feel like sub versions, but like there are career skills. And you when you roll a career skill, the people around you risk, um, they risk stress and stuff. It's just like, when would I roll a combat role versus a fight role? And when would I roll like uh, a, uh, for example, like a, um, a first aid role versus a medicine role? So as we go through this, if it pops out at you, let me know. And if not, that was, I think the last question I really had about some of the mechanics and like how they would be best used in the game is, when do you use a primary skill and when do you use a career skill? I'm interested by that as well. Um, so for drive points, I assign them just to any skill. So here's the, so yeah, so let's go through the thing here. So uh, number yeah. one in your employee creation is you choose a career from the following pages. Each career begins with skills and gear assigned to it based on the role and play of the company. So what are, what are all the careers here? You got soldier, scientist, medic, engineer, technician, and in one of the one and the extra content, you got one more. So of those five, soldier is a private military contractor, scientist is a field re uh, researcher, a medic is a combat veteran, uh, physician, engineer is a structural emergency expert, and technician is a digital network guru. Which one? Uh, which one are you taking there? Um, let's do scientist. Let's be a little science boy. Okay. So your first thing you do in number one is you choose a career. Um, so you chose scientist. Woo. Yeah, you. Right. So number two, you assign two drive points into skills. So my question with drive, also, this is a, the last question I had really is how much drive do you start the game with if you're doing initial character creation? Because there is nothing in here that says how many you start the drive with. And there's times where you can use drive in game, but you don't earn drive until the end of a mission. So is there a set amount of drive that you start the initial game with? Because after the first one, it doesn't matter. Your drive carries over. So right. you, ha you know how much drive you have, right? Because drive is a, a, a tool you can use, but it's also what you spend to gain XP. So Helm kind of had a thing like that, where it was like the, um, the um, remember that little, I can't remember what it was called from John Davis, where you could spend it in combat, but if you saved it, survival, but if you saved it up, you could advance with it. Right. So drive is kind of like that. You can spend it, but if you save up enough, you can actually advance with it. But there's nothing in here that says how much drive you start the game with. So do you, your first mission, you don't really have any. I assume you start with at least two because, yeah, I think you can put two drive into any skills you want. So if we go and then number three, you choose a perk from either your career perk list or the general perk list. And that's it. Now you are ready to serve the company as a member of our ARC division. Um, uh, we'll 
I'll go through the rest of this page and we'll jump to scientists real quick. So there's jobs and drive. Each career has its own job or role in the company's operation. By acting in accordance with these jobs and completing missions, employees gain drive. Drive can be used to add to dice pulls, rest for short periods of time, blah, blah, blah. Secure promotions. There's team stress. Failing roles associated with your career uh, gives others stress. And then there's skills. Employees have skills. Um, so um, uh, we'll go to the next page, too. So careers, every person has one. We talked about them already. This is another cool page. I love this little logo, the arc, um, the asset recovery and containment, like the arc logo with like the triangle and it stuff. I love that. Cool logo. Yeah, it's so I could that would easily be on like the patch of somebody's jumpsuit or something or. Yeah. Um, so we talked about the five that you have. There's promotions. Drive may be spent between missions in exchange for new perks or increasing proficiency. So perks cost three drive skills cost one drive. Um, unspent drive carries over between sessions. So one of the other things I love about this is you don't really get like a ton better you can just get a little bit better at the things you already are good at which uh, yeah. you know we, we, we until you that. die and then <laughs> you get yeah. the the next buck coming in <laughs> yeah so uh general perks every employee can benefit from advanced training these perks can be taken by any career so there's six right off the bat that anyone can take anytime they want whenever they get perks so there's dead eye plus one when fighting ranged uh cqc which is close quarters combat plus one in melee there's uh tough so you get once permission, you can push a body roll with no penalty. There's an experimental serum, which is you gain four max health, start each mission with two stress. Listen, that's your max health, not just like the total health ever. That's a max you can have all the time. Fuck yeah, I'll take that in a heartbeat. Yeah, it's not bad. Um, no, survival anxiety. Once an hour, push a dodge roll with no penalty. So listen, you got so much anxiety, you can just like, your, 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 <laughs> your flights, yeah. And then consummate professional plus one drive when performing your job. So being able to constantly get drive all the time would be dope. But I also don't know, is that at the end or is that like real time? You know what I mean? So jump down to scientists. Oh. So first of all, I love these sheets and the like basically three quarters art and there's layout of them the whole time. Each career gets two pages. The first page is like the basic stuff with a little write-up, a huge piece of like cool zoomed in art. And the second page is like a character sheet. So the scientist has a great page here. So what 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 is a scientist? Oh, a scientist? Well, mm -hmm. WB engages in research and development in virtually every emerging field known. As such, our scientists are second to none. Asset protection employees, scientists, or employee scientists with versatile knowledge uh, in order to be prepared for any situation. Boom. Beautiful. Yeah. It's that's what they are. So yeah, you start with three, you, you start with you start with three health. I got a couple skills. Room. I got research, search, and sneak. Yep. Um I got one aware. I'm one, I have a singular aware. Um, and my job is to recover company research data specimens or prototypes. So I feel like when you're yeah, I guess that my for the um, going back to the general perks, the uh, constant professional. Yeah, when do you get that one drive? I feel like in the moment that you're doing the thing, I'd be like, yeah, here's your one drive. You're doing your thing. I would, yeah, you know? I would do that for sure. Yeah. Um, team stress. Other employees take stress when the scientist fails research or science roles. Uh, your loadout is you got a field research kit and a flashlight. Great. And then so, you get to take uh, one perk on the next page. Oh, mother of invention. Easy. Uh, yeah. Once permission, 
The scientists can spend 20 minutes to develop a simple device or concoction that can perform a needed service once. Easy. You so know? Good. Just, you just want to MacGyver shit? Yeah. So good. Um, I'm going to take this toothpick. I'm going to take this electrical wire. I'm going to make a gun. <laughs> you there know? you go. Um, <laughs> there's also, uh, there's two others. Are One is Indoor Kid. Plus one, any research, hacker, investigation role when you are alone. Um, and then company scholar, you are well-versed in the company's ongoing research. You add plus one to any role to learn about a current project. But yeah, Mother Invention, so good. I feel like company scholar is probably my second. And like indoor, indoor kid's my last one because it's just like you're probably going to be with your party a lot, you know? It's cool little blurb under it. Uh, we have over three centuries of incredible scientific discovery and horrifying truths to guide our future. Dr. Nolan Margo. Margo? Okay, cool. Uh, head of yeah. research. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. And then D10. 1 D10 1 list. D10 yeah, roll those yeah. D10s. Uh, I had a dice roller pulled up this whole time. What are you all talking about? I've rolled a seven. I have a folded textbook page. Ooh, You'll interesting what that it. page could be. Yeah. Um, there, there's really, these are, I love the personal items. This, when you can just throw lore into little tables like this, yeah. it's great. Like the, uh, antique snake oil vial, the, the patch that says control group, um, laminated scientific method card. They're great. So, and then there's like a half page, uh, character sheet on here. It gives you name. Um, your career is already listed. Your health is already listed. There's two big open circles for stress and drive. Your aware is already checked off. Your initial skills, research, search, and sneaker checked off. Your career is checked off. Um, there, it talks about your job. So secure and remove company, blah, 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 et cetera, et cetera. Um, your team stress, it talks about when you, it says you fail stress uh, when uh, you, other employees gain stress when they fail research or science roles. Okay, so again, here's my question. And How much drive? How much drive do you start with? And what's the difference between a career role and a skill role? When would I call for one or the other? Because to me, mm. when would I roll science versus research? You know what I mean? When would I roll again? Yeah, I was, that's fight. exactly the example I was just looking at. I mean, the biggest one to me, I think, is uh, combat or fight. Like, yeah. what is the difference between those two things? Is like, and for a second, I was like, well, maybe if you have like that as your career skill, you have to roll that. But the soldier has a point in fight and in combat. So like yeah. that's that can't be true. But um, just like you have a point in science and research, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. I don't know. That's, that's my only real that's my only real question. Because honestly, everything else is like I can figure you, it out. Like I'll start with a set number of drive for people. Like I'll give everyone like five drive to start, two to put in skills, and three to have, like on maybe their you initial add mission. Them together? Like you you can like Roll from you can use oh I'll use science and use research I don't know I'm I'm spitballing. see that would be dope because then you would get like double you know double dice for for the thing but that that's really my only real question is is when you could do that but it did say that you know in an earlier part you know if you can use multiple skills like you know let me know we'll like negotiate we'll try to add more to it so I'll be like well combat is combat and I'm fighting so let's do fight you know that would be interesting but then yeah. I don't think that would work in but that's the thing too is like it specifically says in combat you roll fight and it's just a fight roll that's it so you're not gonna add combat to it 
So I'm curious if combat is when you're not fighting, but then then science and research, where is the difference in that? That's my only real legit like mechanical question. Everything else I would just like just be like I'll fudge it or like I understand that they just kind of like hand wave to this part. There is there's a decent amount of hand waving in this that I'm okay with. I wouldn't mind yeah. if it if if there was a little more. That's the only real mechanical question I have is well, it's interesting because combat, the career skill, training uh helps in avoiding fights as much as ending them. So does that mean that that skill is more about like being avoidant of fights or but also about ending them. That's the thing. That's literally my only question. Maybe we'll reach That's out fair, to, fair. to Logan and, and ask and just be like, hey, when do you roll a combat skill versus this, uh, the other one? Because even even in when I read through like all the itch comments and stuff and everything, a lot of the other ones, you know, like I said, Logan said, well, you know, inventory is up to you, whatever, you know, et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, That's fine. Cool. All right. I'll just I'll just I'll just make it X or Y or whatever. And honestly, I would just start everyone with five drive, two to put in skills and three to have to start the first mission. I'm fine with that. Um, but again, career versus the, um, uh, the primary skills is the only real question I had. Um, I do also love though, that like the, even on this form here, there is the WB form one Oh one, one three personnel file, <laughs> like at the bottom. I really love that. So that's very funny. Um, so that is, um, that's pretty much that. I mean, that they're all like that. If you go to, um, if you go to any other ones, like if I had to pick a character right off the bat. I don't know. It would really depend. Like, if you went scientist, I'd probably go with soldier, um, just because you know if there's only two of us playing, I think that'd be a good mix match. Yeah, um, absolutely. But um, but yeah, classic, they're all really uh, really classic well. Wizard and their bodyguard, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, they're all really well done. They all have like this great art. I really love like the soldier one. You can see there's like a wound on their cheek. Really great. Um, they all have these little blurbs. I think that the the team stresses are great. I think that the the jobs that they have to do, I think it's all extremely well crafted and super light, super simple. Like I said, there's just a little bit of hand waving um, and that one one mechanical thing that I just am curious yeah. about as far as play. So um, that is all of that. The next thing we have is the equipment list. Um, so uh, when we come down here, so if you had any questions on like, well, what does a field med kit do? What does a painkiller do? What does a gun do? How much um, does it weigh though? Tell you. you know, do what? What? How much does it weigh though? How much does a field kit yeah. weigh? That's the thing. So field kit light. is light. Yeah, um, it's a standard med kit. It gives you plus one to first aid or stabilization checks. So single use, right? I love that. Like, super easy. Yeah. I love that everything is really plus ones to, to maybe, like, minus ones or plus twos max. I love that everything is very, like, built into the mechanics so you can narrate it however you want. Um, a lot of it is just giving pluses and minus to your rolls. Um, if you go to guns, one of the only other uh, questions I really had as far as guns go is uh, let's use so, – so a handgun, small caliber handgun, medium weight, plus two to attack rolls made at close range or medium range. Can I tell you how I love the abstraction of this? Because if you look at it, if you say, well, what do you want handguns to do in this game? Well, I want them to do damage. Well, how do you do damage in the game? It's, success it's successful rolls. So what you should do then for weapons is not give them some type of like, like HP, there's no HP or whatever. Just right. give people more options for rolls, so they have more options for getting successes, which means more options for damage. So a knife only gives you plus one to attack rolls. Handgun gives you plus two. Assault rifle or a um, uh, grenade is just three damage to anything in close uh, range that fails a dodge roll. 
So nice. that's the only one I saw that was really different, is that that's not adding to attack. It's just flat three damage. Um, but here's the other question I had. Assault rifle, plus two to all attack rolls, two shots per turn. What does that mean? Do I roll twice? Two shots per turn. Maybe. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. The other thing that's really hand-waved in here is ammo. Ammo's not really, like, yeah. you, it says... It says basically you get it uses one per round. So I again with inventory, I'm sure that could just be that's that is abstract. I'm, I'm pretty sure that um uh, he just actually just give them a usage die and they'll be fine. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm pretty sure he said something about that in the um in the uh, uh, itch comments as well that ammo's like left to the gym. So again, a little bit of hand waving that I wouldn't mind a little bit more. And then armor the same thing. So you have um helmet, body armor, or reinforced heavy exosuits. And how do you? stop getting damage you roll more successes so each one actually gives you more say more dice to roll so that you can have more successes i love the abstraction of that where your brain a lot of people's a lot of the thought is easy to go well there's going to be damage so i have to have wounds and each one has to have a set amount versus being like no what are you actually trying to do from a design perspective avoid yeah. damage how do you avoid damage at that i i love i, I do love, love the dice mechanics that are really really good um it'd be cool to see some armor that was like lightweight armor gives you plus one dodge you know uh yeah for those yeah. non-body boys you know yeah and that that was that would be um uh super easy to throw in there though you yeah, know what i mean totally I just did it. Yeah, because so. boom, there you go. Yeah. So, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everything is body, isn't it? And you know what's weird about body is the more you look at the word body, the more wrong it looks. Because I see body written three times. And I'm like, wait, is that how body actually is? That looks? how it's spelled? Yeah. Yeah, it's so weird. So that is the end of the employee handbook. Uh, really great, really clean. Again, like overall, so this uh, divis, de, divite in ministerium, I looked it up. It's, it's, it's something about like um, wealth and service. I, I love that as the last page. Just as like a corporate mod. Like, I love that. So that's the end of the employee handbook. Again, like, I really love the dice mechanics in this. I, I you know, I, I real, I'm a huge mechanics person. I know a lot of people, especially yeah. a lot of the discourse and stuff is all about, like, narrative and story gaming. I love dice mechanics. I love engaging with the mechanics in a game. I know you, you love mechanics as much. Um, I really love the mechanics in this. And I think just there's, it's almost like, the smidge is a bit too light where there's like two things that I would say hand wave a little bit less, which is inventory and ammo. And then just the, the question I have about career skills and that's pretty much it. Otherwise I, I really love this. Um, yeah. I, so, I hope you should definitely reach out to uh, Logan Dean. Cause I want to know too about the career skills. Um, yeah. Yeah. The only question yeah. I have. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, the next one we have is a management manual. So, the vast majority, and I don't think you, you said you didn't really dig too deep in the management. I didn't really right? dig into this one. Yeah. yeah. No, so, so um, the vast majority of this is, is uh, intro adventure, which is fantastic. Um, but I, I do like that. Um, so there is the overview page again, which is uh, the combat flow chart and all of that kind of stuff. Um, there is a different welcome page here. This is, uh, congratulations, you've decided to join the ranks of Wuhan Baxter's Executive Management Program. This is a, <laughs> this is a noble undertaking. WB managers lead our various teams oh and departments to success and beyond. Under your guidance, employees will achieve and contribute to the grand tradition of greatness that this company has stood for over the past 300 years. Who knows? Some of those employees may become managers themselves one day. On behalf of myself, the board of directors, and everyone at WB, we salute you on your continued journey of leadership and innovation. 
Lady A. Sinclair, Director of Operations. It's fucking Love so it. painful. It's honestly unbelievably painful to read. It's amazingly yeah. well done. It's perfect, honestly. Yeah, like It really is. I, I hate it so much. Yeah. <laughs> so, this uh, is a noble another... undertaking. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But when you read the company history, it's even better. So um, you get the company history, which gives more lore into the world, which I really love. Um, there's Perfect. introduction and manager roles. All of that takes less than six pages. And then from six on for the rest of the thing is just the Eridice incident, which is a um, a really good, thorough breakdown of an adventure, how clocks are used. It gives resources for it. It's really, really well done. Um, so that's a... Uh, Intro adventures are such a good thing for designers to use to really give their intent as far as gameplay I agree. and the style. So I think a lot of times um, it's a missed opportunity to with a lot of games. Um, so it's cool to be like, oh, yeah, this one's like it lays it out how this game is supposed to be played. I'm like, oh, cool. Yeah, absolutely. Like it, yeah, it's really, really good. So I don't necessarily want to read the entire company history. It starts in 1676, though, when Jonas Baxter returns after being lost at sea for 17 years with a ship full of riches, a strange a ship strange full of riches. A strange ship full of yeah. riches. He founds Jonas Baxter Shipping and Acquisitions Company in Cressmouth, England. Should I just read the whole thing? No. Um, I they don't care. Basically, anyway. yeah, they, they start um, a, uh, a shipping company. You know what? Fuck it. I'm just going to read it. 1780. The yeah. Baxter Company becomes the richest company in the world by shipping arms and supplies to both sides during the American <laughs> Revolution. Expeditions are launched to find what Jonas Baxter had called Avenues of Glory. The first legacy projects are launched. And I love how open into some of this shit is. Like the legacy projects. Boom. That, that's all you get, though. 1822. The company buys into and improves upon emerging industries, industrial technologies, and applies them to its operations worldwide. The Echelon device is discovered floating above the Atlantic Ocean. 1908. A company-sponsored archaeological dig discovers uh, Site 55B in the Andes. Legacy projects and avenue expeditions are combined into the research department. 1964, the pyramid finishes its 112th sequence. Head of research Crenshaw's device is able to stabilize the gate, causing the first incursion. Security teams at the pyramid facility hold the line. Arc Division is established in the aftermath of the pyramid facility incident. Um, I I thought sure. um, <laughs> what what's that what's that movie with Stargate? I was like, they made oh, a film yeah. yeah. uh, 1982, a number of prominent emerging technology companies unite to form the Wuhan Consortium. 1984, a consortium alternative energy experiment breaches the veil. Uh, representatives from the Great House on the Hill meet with the consortium board members and establish the trust. 1993, after competing for years in numerous industries and clashing over more esoteric endeavors, the Baxter Company and the Wuhan Consortium announced their merger. Wuhan Baxter becomes one of the largest corporations in the world overnight. The board is reseated and the trust updated. And in the present, WB has its fingers in virtually every industry worldwide, including pharmaceuticals, munitions, gene therapy, alternative energy, and entertainment. The company's holdings span the globe with operations on every continent and a presence in nearly every country. It's an amazing timeline, and there's so much stuff where it's like, no, no explanation for you. The pyramid finishes the 112th sequence. What? <laughs> yeah, it's so good. Yeah, like, uh, the, like the consortium, like, you know, they meet with representatives from the great house on the hill. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> so good. I almost wish this was in the player section because I feel like reading that first before you get into it would. Um, yeah, I agree. 
Yeah. So uh, the other thing, though, is like I also do love how light the player's book is because it's really all the player needs. But I, d I wouldn't mind if this was that's one page. I wouldn't mind if this is in there. too. That was know? a great page. So it's, it's really a great funny. page. It's like sets you up really well. And you're just like, mm -hmm. I don't know what any of this means, but you like it gives you like a vibe and you can like start defining that stuff at your own table, you know, and like, yeah, uh, very funny. So good. It's and so good. good. It's good. So, yeah. So um, there's the introduction. The company is a survival horror game. We already talked about that. So the the GM is the backbone of the experience. And you uh, you have the following responsibilities. You facilitate play. You plan ahead. You manage variables. Um, variables are a specific thing. They're NPCs and bad guys and stuff. It's not just right. lowercase variables. Um, engage with employees. Um, and you track time. <laughs> um uh, pay attention to the passage of time, but I also like the concept of, listen, uh, you were three minutes late clocking out uh, at the end of the day, so we're just going to deduct that from your paycheck. Um, great piece of art here. Um, there is a manager rule section, so it's just a little bit of um, uh, changes. It's like two pages on slight variants for managers and uh, and how variables are rolled. So skill rolls, challenges in the company are overcome by making skill rolls. It's up to the GM to determine them from zero to four. We've talked about them before, from trivial to basically impossible. Employees will need to roll a matching number of successes. We got that. So stress and burnout throughout the game, employees will gain stress. It says how the stress is gained. At any point, you can call for burnout. Um, usually, after usually after taking a large amount of stress, which is three or more, failing a difficult task or witnessing something horrific or mind-altering. And I love this next line: burnout is a tool to build tension, not to punish players. Cool. I like that. Really a important. Lot. But I yeah. also do love that there's specific examples given for when you could do it. Three or more stress, failing a difficult task, so difficult or greater, I think I would I would call for burnout, and witnessing something horrific or mind-altering. So here's the stress, and then let's all do a burnout roll if it's super crazy, you know? Love that. So uh, tracking time, mission should have time limits, changes in the environment after uh, the overtime, and consequences for wasting time. So I love that it's like you have one hour, but if you go above an hour, here are the consequences to be on that. So... This helps to heighten the tension and keeps proceedings movings. Clock. Um, sorry, let me minimize that. Uh, clocks or dice can be used to track this. Complex actions and investigations may take longer to accomplish than others. Mission clocks are not secret. Um, so it just gives an example, oh, like cool. an hour, yeah. Um, fire team retrieval, all that kind of stuff. Um, and then the manager rules variables. Blood computer so, sentience is the best one, though. Blood oh, computer yeah. sentience. <laughs> yeah. And it's just a D10. I like that they just throw a D10 down and be like, it's a D10 pool. You don't it's need to a draw clock, you know? Like... Yeah. yeah. You know, I would love, like, some type of thing for clocks. You know what I mean? Like, either, like, like tokens tool? that have three things or, like, yeah, oh, okay. even a thing where I could, like, slot, like, a little yeah. window or something that sits up. I think that would be such a cool tool to have for people that use a lot of games like this to be able to, like, not just have to draw, like, a thing because, fuck, my circles are not ever circles, you know? But to just have a tool where I can be like, all right, let me flip to four. All right, and when I click a thing on the top, like, from my side, it'll go one, two, three, four. And on their side, it'll just, like, slide the clock around. Let's build it. Let's do it. Next Kickstarter from the Weekly yeah, Scroll. Yeah, absolutely. Make it a plus one X EXP project. Uh, so um, GM controlled NPCs, enemies, and automated systems are referred to as variables. Variables provide everything from assistance to adversity for arc teams. Uh, variables often utilize 
Uh, three traits representing multiple employee skills. As variables take damage, their traits can degrade, leaving them vulnerable. So um, variables, uh, you don't fuck with everything else. You pretty much have um, health aware in combat, which is body, dodge, and fight. That's about it. Um, health okay. tracks, strength, and points. Aware tracks are awareness and the ability to react. And combat um, is their fight. Um, and so you really can condense bad guys down, which I really love. Most variables can be controlled effectively with these three. If other, you can improvise if they need more. Enemy variables um, often have other abilities or weapons. They give them an edge. Abilities are most often used to attack. However, some are utilized um, as actions if noted. Um, variables cannot add dice or push rolls. Um, combat, the mechanics of combat are the same. Um, missions, um, arc teams are deployed to company holdings to secure and contain company property and personnel after accidents or disasters. Remember, you are a... Uh, containment team you are a response team that is what you are shit went bad and you have to go fix it so the next part is um iridice which is the um uh, adventure so we do not read adventures here on the stream so what you should do is go buy the fucking book you should definitely go download this um but this is a great um adventure um uh, the quick breakdown so you get a little teaser. Eurydice facility is a deep sea research facility 20,000 feet below sea level um, owned by WB Pharmaceutical subsidiary Novarium and is supported by the Orpheus supply rig. That honestly already, like, I'm like, uh, the horror in just being 20,000 feet down in the ocean, you got yeah. me already. You've, you done fucked me up. Um, there is... Um, uh, one thing I really love, uh, Dr. Legati discovers that the most recent batch of specimens brought aboard are exhibiting signs of accelerated evolution. I can only assume and hope that that is um, Legati, like the author Legati, the horror author, in which I love this 10 times more if it is. <laughs> um, but just flipping through the adventure as far as looking at it from a layout perspective, I love the sidebars, which has like the navigation icon keys, which makes it super easy and useful off to the side. There's a timeline for each. Um, a quick breakdown of what just one variable looks like so people can see that this is a hybrid specimen um specimens uh, taken from the trench by the research team very um, normal have a health... right how sick is that art by the way yeah that's like, a great piece splitting and evolving it's crazy um health three aware one combat two again that's all you need you have abilities mutation during combat, the hybrid may use an action to mutate. The GM rolls a D10 on the table below, and its attack is a bite. Minus one health on hit, stage one infection. Um, and then it's got a D10 table for mutations. That's it for a stab block, and I love how simple and clean that is. Yeah, um, I do. Yeah, this is this is good. Yeah, it's really, Great. really good. It has the whole page for the infection types and stuff. And then the Iridice facility map is like this point crawl map that's like super big and numbered. It looks really, really fantastic. Just overall, the adventure is super well done. It's really well laid out. Um, it's got on each section, it's got the the icon trackers on it so you know what's going on in each section. It's really, really well laid out as an adventure. It's got roll tables. Um, and if you go all the way to the back, um, it's got a really cool breakdown for reference of the, the mission clocks that you can use because you have seven hours to complete the mission. Um, there's an encounter item map so like it literally breaks down the numbers of like where you can find everything and the mm. encounters that you're going to have and even a list for uh the stages of infection which is part of it and commendations for like the drives you can earn throughout so like such a well-written adventure that utilizes the rules in a way where you go oh i totally fucking get this and notes yeah in the back. very cool super super well done i did not look up this one divite in uh poteste but i assume that's like blessings in i don't know we'll have to google oh. it 
Um, while you Google that, I'm going to go through one of the other pieces that they have here. One of the other things you can get on um, on the itch page from Logan Dean is the conflict resolution guidelines, um, which is a uh, another um, document that you can have. So this um, actually has uh, a wealth in control. Ooh, ooh, that sounds like Wuhan Baxter. Um, so we're not going to dig through uh, the uh, conflict resolution guidelines. You should pay Logan Dean and download it. Um, but this is um, a lot more content for the game. So there's a brave new world awaits. The Arc Division has long been this company's bulwark against unfortunate catastrophe and unwanted attention. We owe our continued success in large part to the efforts and expertise of employees like you. In order to keep your best trained and informed, um, we have commissioned this document, the Conflict Resolution Guideline. Within these training materials, you will find a new career for employees to pursue, new and updated management options, and most importantly, six case studies on classified ARC operations from the archives. It is our hope that you will use this material to better prepare yourselves for any eventuality and further rise. So you get a whole new class, which is the executive, which is fucking dope. I love that you can actually be an executive. Um, there's new uh, employee options, which are new perks to have right off the bat, um, like rabbit's foot, fast track, paranoia. Um, there's a new items list, which gives uh, signature weapons, extended magazines, things like that. Um, and then there are uh, six missions. You get a breakdown of those missions. Um, there's a, a little bit more uh, stuff for campaign play. Um, like burnout recovery, what you can do on downtime, things like that. Um, what you can do to leave the company, an expanded burnout table, which is really fantastic. Um, and then um, a breakdown of the six new kind of like missions that you can go through. And again, this whole document is extremely well laid out. It's a little bit yeah, more... This is nice. This, this is definitely done after the company um using the same style but definitely kind of like upset just like i think a little bit as far as like the layout and stuff is done so this is incredibly well done and i would honestly consider this part of the game as well that's the other thing too like i know it's expanded content but if you threw this um the oh oh now what is this one what is the ab absconditis hold on Wealth and we got we already had wealth and service, we had wealth and control, and now we have wealth in dead air. Dead air people. Uh, let's see. Wait, no, no, no. Google oh Translate God. and type it in, or what do you what I yeah, I so, did, and then I'm I I didn't, so there right. we go. Keep talking. I'm I'm getting there. Wealth yeah. so, uh in in hidden. Wealth in the hidden? Okay, I'll take that. Oh. So uh so here's the thing. So I again, so obviously the game is the employee handbook and the management manual. I would almost want to just lump the conflict resolution guidelines into that. Do we want to to say that all of it is a game or would this be like a bonus supplement? So my question, I guess, because we didn't really talk about this before. Are we doing a zine review on this or are we doing a zine review? Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Because even if you add the second one in, it's still only like 40 pages and it's almost all adventure. Yeah, and so much of it is like half of the first one's just character sheets. So, yeah. But I mean, and the, oh, the mechanics associated with it on top of that. But um, I do love that the the CRG signals are out there. Um, there is uh, so so. Why don't we hop into the review then? So that's the game. 
And this is the company, Corporate Survival Horror. So um, I'm actually going to uh, switch this up a little bit because we are not doing a full game score. We are just going to do zine scores. So um, the zine scores are different than the full game scores. Full game scores are five metrics to it with a total of 10 points each, which gets you to 50. The zine scores, we do a little bit different because zines, if you compare this like 24 pages to like Blades in the Dark, which is like 300 pages, there's just things that one will have that the other won't have. So we decided a while ago um, around like episode 70 to do metrics that are more, that are kind of like condensed a little bit. So um, max here is 30 for zines. There's three metrics. There's visuals, rule set, and vibes. Visuals are art, layout, like everything that when you physically look at the project, that is all broken down into visuals. Um, there's the rule set, which is the same. It's the rule set. If it's adapted, how well is it adapted? If it is a new rule set, um, uh, do we like it? And then there are vibes. Vibes is a kind of broad category where it's just like, to me, one of the biggest things is when I close this after reading it, how bad do I want to play it? But also when you combine visuals and rule set together, does the does what that look like mixed with a rule set feel like it all fits together? Like if you have like a crazy neon dream game, but it's in black and white, like, you know what I mean? The vibes aren't yeah. quite there, but if, you know, but if you have a game all about slime and the thing looks like it's covered in slime vibes, you know, right. so very vibey. All right. So visually, um, here's the thing. Um, I think it looks like an employee handbook. Mm -hmm, I think for mm -hmm. how light it is, I think it's extremely well laid out and readable. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. I think that there is every spot that could have art, I think is. And I think every page is as dense as it possibly could be without feeling crowded. And the art that is there, especially on the character pages and the variables and the adventures, the maps, and a lot of the art throughout the um, conflict resolution guidelines is really fantastic. I can't think of a single spot where I put another piece of spot art. I can't think of any reason I would add any more art to it. And I think it's incredibly well laid out, even though it is black and white. But I think that does feed into the whole employee handbook vibe. What are your thoughts yeah. visually? I could use some color, you know? Um, I think, you know, their employee handbooks are in color, but yeah, it's a small zine. I think it's, I think it's, I agree with everything you just said. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. I wouldn't everything. mind a little. I, I, you said everything I was going to say. So, it yeah. is nice to look at, and like, there is not a lot of empty space, but it is not cluttered. Um, mm -mm. Yeah, mm -mm. I like it. It's nice. That's one thing is like, I, I feel like it's, it's really dense like we've talked about this a couple times if you're gonna do black and white like this is such a really good way to do it and i really love the use of you know what i love the use of is like the lines that they do a lot yeah like, the lines um, how they break up the page and stuff and like they partition stuff out especially in like the character section yeah i agree yeah. really well done i i think overall like it is like you know eh. It's one of those things, because this is a zine, not a full book. If this was a full book, if you slapped all these three, three together, I would want color. I would want... The only thing yeah. that I think could really, like, like elevate this a little bit is a lot of the logos in color. I think would make such a huge yes, difference. I think that would make a big difference, yeah. The WB in logo, the ARC one in logo. I know there's a color logo on the um, uh, character sheet that you can download. So just having the color logo on the base document and maybe a color on the ARC logo... Um, I think it would be, would be dope um, for the employee handbook, and I think that would make a difference. I mean, for a zine, and again, this is not a book score, so this is totally different for a zine score. And let's, we're, we're after episode 100, we're not going to be harsher, but we're going to be more realistic with our critiques here. Yeah. Visually, this is not... I don't... 
I also want to compare less to other things. So this can't be compared to something that's like Technicolor because that fits that game. I think the black and white for this fits this game, maybe with some spots of color. I don't know where I'm at on this. I feel like... I'm at a healthy seven for this one. I, that's exactly what I was going to say. I think seven is really good for this. I'm like, I, think I really that, do like this. I think it's really well done, but like it doesn't uh, blow my non-existent hair back. You know what I mean? Like, but it's right. still really good. Yeah. Yeah. Again, but that's the thing too, is like, I'm like what I would want from this visually would turn it into a book, you know? So I'm torn in my head where I'm like, I have to keep reminding <laughs> myself. There's only 20 pages, but you're right. Yeah. Yeah. I think a seven is, is really solid for this. Um, for for a, bl a completely black and white thing, I think the art and the layout really really shines. So rule set wise, I love it. Oh, it's great. I, I mean, the dice mechanics and like the, the the choice mechanics are fantastic. They feed into yeah. themselves. Like, I mean, this actually, I think rule set wise is probably going to be pretty high for me um, mm -hmm. because I think their use of like stress and like the exchange of stuff for stress. Um, yeah, I really like this. Um, also, I like that it's D10s. I think it's cool. I also think it cleans up the math um, yep. in your head when you're doing it, you know, um, which I always appreciate. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, everything uh, I am you a little, My only critique is that, like, I just don't understand what career roles are versus, you know. Skill roles. Um, yeah, just the like, skills. Yeah, I think I, I agree. Like, it could use clarification in a small way on a couple things fairly minor but i mean like kind of not knowing when i would use a regular role or a career role is kind of a bigger critique you know mm -hmm. like that's mm -hmm. a that's an that's one of the main things you're doing um yeah. i would say i would say mechanically everything that you said i absolutely love i love that you will always have stress. It's not that yeah. you push a, a lot of games. You'll get stressed if you push yourself. You just not push yourself. This one, every fucking role, you could potentially have stress. Uh, every fucking role, you could potentially have burnout. Um, every fucking role, you could potentially give yourself stress, lose drive, lose health, do everything. I think that the rules feed really hard into the corporate, you know, cog yeah. aspect of it. I think you're going to be chewing through people like it's your job. Um, the um, I think some of the stuff that's hand waved, I wouldn't mind it not being hand waved, but I don't think right. that's 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 a that's a personal critique. I mean, I think, also like my thing said, is like if you're gonna put like light or heavy as weight on stuff, it's like what does that mean? Um, yeah. Well, I see. I don't mind if it's just like I allow, but I wouldn't mind something in there saying like no. It does say it says like the GM can determine how you want to use inventory. So to put light and weight, and then to let the GM decide like what they want to do with that, whether you want to go slots or whether you want to go like a total, I'm okay. I mean, I would prefer it not hand waved, but like, I don't think it like detracts necessarily from the rule set. Um, same thing with ammo. If you're gonna list like number of shots and number of shots you can take, yeah. I wouldn't mind there being some something. That's for what ammo. I mean. Like, if you're if you're not gonna like, if there's not a rule for it, don't put it in there. Like, don't put lightweight in there if you're gonna be like, oh well, you guys just hand wave whatever and works however you want to. It's like, well then don't put that in there. Uh, if you're gonna yeah. put light or heavy in there, then then at least make a rule and be like, this is our rule, but you can house rule it. You know? Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't disagree. I mean, again, I think there's, I do think, I do think there's a difference between wishing it something wasn't hand waved and the issue that we have with career and skill roles where there's really no explanation on what the, the difference agree. is. Yes. I think the only real critique of the rule set is just some explanation. It's not even of the rule set, it's just explaining it a little bit more. Um, but I, I, I really, I, like we said before, that I really love this. I want to play this. I want my little broken corporate cog to just be all fucked up and shit. Um, what are you thinking for rules? No, I, I did the last one. What do you think of rules? 
Fuck. I mean, for there a zine, for a yeah, zine, choice mechanics. <laughs> dude it's pure choice mechanics bro like i love it so much like i'm honestly like i know we're being harsh with the critiques and that's what or, or being more realistic with the numbers right yeah. so i'm thinking in my head of the zines we've gone through and the games that we've loved that were zines um and that's the other part is i have to remember in my head like this isn't compared to kingdoms this isn't compared to mothership and stuff like that those are full games this is a zine our full books i mean obviously this is a full game I'm honestly between like an eight and a nine, like really easily, like on this. Like if it, if if it's a it's a fat eight, and I would be okay I'm a, giving I'm a it a good nine. With an eight. Yeah. Okay. I'm good with that. Um. Like, and if we gave halves, this would be this would be like a point nine for me. Like this this is almost a nine in because I can't really think outside of a couple of clarifications. I don't have no critiques of how it works, and I love it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. It really is just clarification vibes what are your thoughts on vibes especially after reading i think the vibes really kick in once you read the um yeah. conflict resolution guidelines once you read the the um management manual i think if you just read the employee handbook vibes aren't aren't super high i think it's that's just why rules. it's gonna suffer for me because there's just not a lot of vibes in the employee handbook and i think there could be a little bit more it could be a little bit more vibey um they could put a little more personality into the stuff where they could put that like timeline in or something to make it feel a little bit more corporate horror instead of just being told it's corporate horror and that it is in the corporate handbook. Because, um, like, I think, I don't know, I guess the entry, like, the welcome thing was very corporate satire, and I appreciated that. But but where's the horror? Yeah. Where's the weird? Yeah, Yeah. what's, if, what's weird and horrifying about it? If I, because here's the thing, is if I if I was gonna play this, I would love to get a, a a management manual and like four employee handbooks, and I would pass the employee handbooks out to all the players. Yeah. Right. But you're right. Like where where if you're just reading the employee handbook, where's the horror involved into it? I do think the timeline being added to it would up the weird. Um, yeah. I, I, I need, really honestly, I just need more weirdness, frankly. Like I get yeah. it. It's it's a really corporate satire. You're you're definitely like some some guy who's just going to get chewed up and spit out by our working with arc. Um, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm fairly medium on vibes for this. Yeah. 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 I mean, if you're just looking at the employee handbook for sure, I think in the totality of the management manual and the, um, but here's the thing. We, we decided that the conflict resolution guidelines is a supplement. So it's not the core game. Right. So yeah. just looking at, I mean, and the players aren't going to read the adventure. They're not going to read the management handbook. So, yeah, that was right. my major thought too. It's like I'm, I'm thinking about what what are my players going to read that's going to prep them for this. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, but I'm both pretty, are I, part. But both, but both are the game. If we're looking at the totality totally. of the game, so I mean, yeah. What are your thoughts then? I'm at about six for this. Yeah, I think six is fine. I think six okay. is good. Yeah. Like it's not bad. It's, it's there. It's definitely there. There's some stuff there, but like, yeah, I could, I could take more weird. Um, even if they just switch out the art pieces for the character sheets to like be weirder, you know. Uh, I'm okay with the art pieces, but I wouldn't no, I, mind. I'm, saying, I'm not. That's not criticism about the art specifically. Like the arts, like the pieces are great, but to insert some more weird somewhere, um, you know. But yeah, yeah, especially in the employee handbook. Yeah, yeah. I mean, see, so the reason I'm a little bit torn on that is because. I love how light the employee the employee handbook is in that like yeah. you 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 can easily use it at the table. That's the other thing we talked about. Like if this this would have a, a good usability score for use at the table, but 
you're right if that's all that you're going to give a player i wouldn't mind even even honestly even just throwing the timeline in the beginning of it would would yeah. really yeah would be would be a thing so um i think but i yeah i i overall i i do really really love this i don't want to play it like super yeah i bad. think it's a solid one for um, sure so uh total score is a 21 which is fantastic don't forget a 15 oh, yeah. would be considered bang average i feel like this is exactly where it feels for a game this light i think yeah. this is absolutely fucking fantastic i really enjoyed it a i lot. really do too yeah so um you definitely want to go check out uh logan dean over on itch i do believe the itch is not logan dean um i no, believe it just is uh, megacore yeah uh logan dean itch um it's mega da, 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 da. Uh, hyphen corp dot itch dot io. Yep. And I know one of the metrics here isn't uh, value, but I will say that pretty much everything um, for the company is pay what you want. So like fucking pay the recommended, like pay yeah. the person who made this great game. But it pay is double pay what the you recommended. Want. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I think the recommended is like fifteen bucks for the the conflict resolution guidelines. And the recommended for the regular one is like 20 bucks. Honestly, worth it in my opinion. You get a shitload of content between both of those. And on top of that, there's a third-party license. There's there's uh, logos that you can use for third-party stuff. So there's a lot to this game. So, But that is the company. That is our episode for today. Uh, next week, we are going to be going over the Black Hack from David Black. Really excited for that. One of the now, things we've been trying we've to do... we've gone over several Black Hack <laughs> hacks. Right. We'll go over the original now. <laughs> I mean, now that we've hit 100 episodes, we're actually kind of starting to hit a lot of the games that are the original game for so many of the hacks that we've done so we did blaze yeah, the dark we'll do we're gonna do black Lanes, you know yeah we're gonna we'll do, do the original white... into the odd zine right we're gonna do uh white hack at some point like we are doing black lock like so so because what we want to do is there's a couple black hat games we want to really want to do but we feel like we should do the original game first so we're gonna do black hack 2e those kind of things so listen also if you're listening and you have suggestions for games or something like that feel free to drop them anytime thank you so much for all the people that commented on our youtube especially about the blades in the dark i know there was a little bit of back and forth about that which is fantastic in my opinion um so we really appreciate when people actually like give their opinions on the game we're just two assholes with probably terrible opinions so it's really nice to hear other people's takes um my and, opinions are um, great yeah i mean minor shit obviously uh i've been told so um that's it we are going to be doing some side quests soon we just need to reschedule our mouse ritter one so um be prepared for that we're going to be running that with goblin archives um Woo! playing with with myself and hunter goblin archives of liminal horror and um matt morris mana rant matt mana mana dawn um uh, of mouse ritter a million books for that are uh, running it for us so uh, be sure to tune in for that find us all on our local on all our locals all our locals all our socials all at uh, all of our locals linktree slash the weekly scroll and i think we're at like 970 ish subs on youtube so 30 more people nice. could uh push us over so you all have a wonderful night hunter i will talk to you later and goodbye everybody Bye.